2: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Order shipments. Check. Virtual meeting. Check. Schedule heart checkup. Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health. Our experts. Safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe.
1: Hey everybody and welcome to the billboard.com pop shop podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I am the co-director of charts at billboard. Joining me is billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hello. Hello, How are you? you? Hello. Hello. It's me. Joke, will never get old. (laughs) Um, The Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. On this week's show, it's our very special Grammy Awards preview spectacular featuring Josh Groban. Woo! Yeah! Uh, Of course, the Grammy Awards are on February 15th. And Katie and I will both be there, as will current nominee Josh Groban. All together, hanging out. All together. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) never know. Um, He's nominated this year for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album for Stages. And we spoke to him about his new live album, Stages Live. His Grammy nomination, what he'll be wearing to the show, possibly Jorts. 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 Yeah, he seemed Um, confident about that. He seemed very pumped about that. (laughs) Um, His upcoming tour with Sarah McLachlan and much, much more. Um, also on the show we'll be chatting about what performances we're most looking forward to on the grammy awards and who we might think will win in the big four categories album of the year record of the year song of the year and best new artist now in any normal week that would be enough for the show right but not this grammy's done grammy's done In out grammy's This week, uh, (laughs) some stuff happened. Um, In addition to all that Grammy chatter, we'll be talking about how Zayn Malik... Or just Zane debuts at number one on the Billboard Hot One Hundred with Pillow Talk, how Rihanna zooms to number one on the Billboard Two Hundred Albums chart with Anti, and Beyoncé decided to Beyonce everybody and drop a new single on Saturday, the day before she performed it on the Super Bowl. It's called Formation. You may have heard of it.
0: And then she also Beyoncéed the halftime performance by announcing a tour right after that. So as,
1: as Beyonce does only Beyonce Beyonce can do is
0: is now synonymous with surprise She's, she, <laughs> she, she, she
1: is she has redefined uh, the rollout of music yep. these days. Uh, so we'll be talking about all that stuff but first uh, some housekeeping notes if you enjoy the podcast why don't you subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it if you have any questions for us feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So uh, first up, Zayn debuts at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. We'll get to all the Grammy chatter in just a bit. I thought we'd start off with all the chart stuff first, and then segue to the the Grammy talk. Uh, Zayn debuts at number one. Were you were you were you expecting this? Katie? Mm, no, no, you weren't. <laughs> Why? I guess I underestimated the power of the Zayn fans. The clearly, power of Zayn. Um, it, you know, it. I, I was a little surprised, and I I'm saying this from a, a chart perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because One Direction never had a number one single.
0: Yeah, and I very vividly remember the Drag Me Down week when they did, you know, everything by the books, kind of like Zane did. The Friday night, or the Thursday into Friday night, Friday morning release. Right, and yeah. Having the full week tracking week and... And really going for it. And I think they were top five, but... Yeah. With that. But yeah, um, the number one always eluded them. And, and now here's Zane. Yeah. You know, solo and doing it.
1: Pillow talking so, his way to number one. Pillow talking his way to number one. Um, It's the 25th single to debut at number one, I believe is the stat that Gary uh, quoted. That is a really small number. Yeah. Well, the first song to debut at number one was Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone. Wow. So it, it, it didn't become a thing to do. Until the modern era, 1995, yeah, yeah, the modern era. Yeah. It was very difficult. It still is difficult.
0: Maybe, maybe easier with the internet and streaming, et cetera. Yes. yes. Certainly now.
1: Yes. Um it but is, it's still not easy. No, it's not easy. <laughs> at all. It's, it's achievable. Yeah. And it most recently happened before Zane when Adele's Hello did it. Mm-hmm. So it's happened a couple times mm-hmm. uh, relatively recently, but yeah. still it's not a normal occurrence. Yeah. Uh, Which makes it all the more striking. Yeah. Uh, Pillow Talk sold uh, 267,000 downloads in its first week. And uh, it had 22.3 million U.S. streams, which is the fourth largest streaming start ever on our streaming songs chart. Uh, I hear he's popular. (laughs) Um, Zane is the first U.K. artist to debut at number one on the Hot 100 with their first charting single ever. (laughs) So, out of of those 25 debuts, he is the first UK act to debut at number one with their first charting entry. Wow. Yeah. He's the third UK act to start at number one overall, following Adele, who we just talked about, and Elton John, when he debuted at number one with Candle in the Wind, 1997, something about the way you look tonight. In 1997. (laughs) In all the Zayn craziness, uh, there's another debut in the top ten. Drake debuts in the top ten with his new single, Summer 16, it's his sixth song to debut in the top 10, and his highest as a debut as a. De- is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his highest debut as a lead artist. Uh, he previously debuted higher as a featured act on Lil Wayne's She Will, which bowed at number 3 in 2011. You may wonder where Summer 16 actually debuts in the top 10. It debuts at number 6.
0: Number one on the hot R&B
1: slash hip hop songs chart Indeed, he replaces himself at number yes. one Yes, yep Because uh, work He's the featured artist on work right. from Rihanna which was number one last mm-hmm. week Which debuted at number one last week Mm-hmm <sighs> Well, we assume that this song might be on his new album uh, Views from the Six uh, Which is allegedly going to come out in April
0: It's not smart to assume these things
1: We also <laughs> assumed that all sorts of tracks from Rihanna last year would be on her new album And then they yeah. weren't
0: yep we also assumed that Drake would release Fuse for the Six last year when instead he released an entirely different album. And he put
1: out Hotline Bling which is still not on an album yet. It's still floating in the ether. It's a brave new world we are right now <laughs> in the music business. Speaking of uh, brave new world Rihanna uh, as forecasted her album Anti-Zips to Number 1 on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with 166,000 equivalent album units uh, earned in the week ending February 4th. Uh, and of that figure, pure album sales were 124,000. Uh, people might be wondering if that number seems a little low for Rihanna, and it and, and it is. But I would imagine that the fact that the album was free uh, for a week prior to that—yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a full week; it was like a like less than a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, you know, it moved a lot of free units. Yes. So. That may have had something to do with how you know its 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 debut sales week. Its sort of full debut sales week is a little soft for Rihanna standards, right? But still number one. That said, it's still number one. Yep. So she still has most popular album in the U.S. this week. Uh, Rihanna previously uh, hit number one on the Billboard 200 with her last studio album, uh, 2012's uh, Unapologetic. Uh, it started with 238,000 sold. So already right there, this is more than 100,000 copies less than her last album. That said, this had a very unique rollout. So I think, you know, all bets were off in terms of trying to compare this to anything. Yeah. Um, Speaking of unique rollouts. Yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> uh, she rolled out a new single on Saturday. Yeah. Formation, uh, which I guess we shouldn't be surprised that she dropped a new single the day before the Super Bowl. No. No.
0: But although it is like precedent setting for an artist to perform a brand new song Like at the a song that is
1: a day old. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's one thing for like, you know, Bruce Springsteen to be like, oh, my new album's coming out in like a week. Let me play the new single that's been on the radio a month.
0: Like Coldplay played Adventure of a Lifetime on right. Sunday night. Yes, it's exactly like that where they squoze in their like new single, but people have had three months to enjoy it on the radio and know right. it are mildly familiar. My mom might not know it, but a lot of people do
1: but Beyonce Beyonce being Beyonce Mm -hmm. has the power to be like and I think I'm not sure if this would work if you played a set of just all new material if she had been the headliner and all she played was new music yes that might be a little tricky yes then again, who knows? It's Beyonce. She can do kind of anything. That's true because she did kind of go
0: on the VMAs and almost like just do a medley of her entire new album that wasn't even that much on the radio when she did the self-titled album. But that, by that point, the album had been like eight months. Yeah, old. people have had time to yeah. sit with it. This, this is a day.
1: Yeah, this is one day. I think it's one of those things where, as you're, you know, we're we're kind of dovetailing this into the Super Bowl, but because they all kind of go hand in hand, right. the execution of this rollout. I feel like she it could have been. She could have done anything she wanted to on the Super Bowl, but because the song kind of lended itself to kind of a uh, a group, uh, chanty, marchy vibe that kind of lends itself to sort of a weird kind of like a cheerleading thing, which is I know not what they're going for. They're going for like kind of like echoing Black Panthers meets Michael Jackson movement. but. When you're saying like we're going to get into formation, yeah, that word and like, formation, like lady, you know, we're going to get it together. It's and like,
0: as you saw the video, I mean, it's it's all it's a huge yeah. group dance number. It's yes, like,
1: like football players get into a formation. Yes,
0: like so I think. And then it also has a political message. but yeah,
1: Yes, it's it's a, I think it's a combo package, and I think it works well. Where if you didn't know the song, you're like, I'm going to go along with this because it's Beyonce and like a million dancers yeah. like dancing their butts off, and they look mm-hmm. amazing, and she's just going to sell this to me no yes. matter what it is. Um, and then all of a sudden, a dance off is happening, and you're no longer thinking about the song. I know song. you just get carried away by Bruno Mars and Beyonce <laughs> and Coldplay. You know, putting on a spectacular, spectacular show. Yes. Let's talk about the Grammys. Yes. Um, it's our Grammy uh, portion of the show. We will be there. With less Belle. than one week. Goodness gracious! It's on a Monday this year, February fifteenth, President's Day, because. What other way to celebrate President's Day than by hanging out with your favorite musical stars? <laughs> um, I'll be on the red carpet. Katie's going to be in the press room. Um, I'll be dressing up. Katie, will you? Yes. You will.
0: Yes, you have to. Oh, within reason, right? Like in the press. Yeah, f- I've actually like for previous jobs, I've been to the Oscars and they require Ugh. you to wear a well, gown. The Oscars, there. you have to full on. Yeah, no, I'll be wearing like a party dress. Okay. And then I plan to go to parties afterwards
1: too, so yeah. I'll have a party dress on. I'll be in a suit. Woo What performances are we most looking forward to on the show? Because we got Taylor Swift, Adele, uh, Sam Hunt, and Carrie Underwood. Little Big Town, the Hamilton cast. We just learned
0: su- on Super Bowl Sunday that Taylor Swift was performing because that had not been announced until Sunday.
1: They were they were hold. Did they announce that during a commercial? On they the Super Bowl? and yeah,
0: it was actually kind of weird. Like it was a commercial, and it just. It just basically threw her name in amidst and the already announced Swift. performers. No, it wasn't. It was an and Adele commercial. Like Adele was at the end, and Taylor Swift was amidst all these other performers. And we're like, did huh. they just say Taylor Swift is performing? You're like, wait, and wait, wait. we wait. were all like set up at the laptops, you know, Super Bowl Sunday. And so for me, I'm like 100 looking forward to that because it's actually been a little bit of quiet time for Taylor. We haven't heard from her in a little bit, and. And Grammy night seems to be shaping up to be a pretty big one for her. Yeah. So I just feel like she's going to do something really epic. Like she's had enough time to like really think this one out.
1: I oh, wonder, is that going to be like an epic performance of what is what Wildest Dreams, I guess? I, that, wait, see, is, that, is that, that's the. That...
0: Wildest Dreams is not of the, the most woods. recent one. Into out of the, the Woods. Out of the Woods. came that's what I The meant. video came out at New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I meant to say was Out of the Woods. But I, yeah,
0: maybe. I don't know. She hasn't performed that anywhere on TV yet. So maybe. Hmm. Um, but then also Hamilton cast. I mean, I've only heard the soundtrack. I, of course, I'm not one of the lucky few who's yeah. been to the New York production, and so to like get our first like really solid video look at at the Hamilton uh, production, I'm really
1: excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I- I'm looking forward to Lady Gaga's David Bowie tribute. Oh yeah, which should be amazing. Now Rogers is the musical director for that. Um, I, I didn't realize that the Hollywood Vampires were playing, and they're actually a super group with Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, and Joe Perry.
0: I didn't know they were playing either.
1: That's what Billboard.com <laughs> says. Uh, That's awesome. Yes, I think we should go over the top four categories on the show. Let's do it and quickly determine who we think might win. So is this a should win or will win? Yeah, we can do it both ways. Okay, we can be we can be we can fudge around a little bit. Um, this first category is the scariest, I think. Record of the year. Yes. Record of the year. Um, quickly, the nominees are "Really Love" by D'Angelo and the Vanguard, "Uptown Funk" by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, "Thinking Out Loud" by Ed Sheeran, "Blank Space" by Taylor Swift, and "Can't Feel My Face" by The Weekend. The uh, award. The uh, award. <laughs> the award goes to the artist and producer, as well as the engineers and mastering engineer. So. I'm going to go out and just say Uptown Funk. That's what I was going to say, too. So I guess that we should just go with that. I'm going to go with that. I I just
0: think Thinking Out Loud, Blank Space, and Can't Feel My Face are just, like, such gigantic songs, too. They are. But Uptown Funk was its own special monster. I think, I think,
1: I, I, yeah. (laughs) You know? This is, is going to be hard. Watch Uptown Funk, Thinking Out Loud, Blank Space, and Can't Feel My Face all cancel one another out in D'Angelo. Right, exactly. Which could happen. Yeah, R&B voters come through hardcore. Lord. <laughs> um, album of the year, uh, the nominees are Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, Traveler by Chris Stapleton, 1989 by Taylor Swift, and Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weeknd. The award goes to the Artists, Producers and uh, Engineers and Mastering Engineers so for Pimp To Pimp pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar there's about 20 people nominated
0: (laughs) for me this is between 1989 and To Pimp a Butterfly like I kind of feel like those are the two directions yeah that's (laughs) how I I, that's how I feel about it I feel like I would not be surprised if either of those won I would be I would be surprised if any of the other three won I think I I, I think
1: I would like to think it's 1989 that's gonna get it because Taylor had such an enormous year. And even though we're caught up now in in sort of Adele mania, mm-hmm. 2015 belonged to Taylor Swift and how she kind of, you know, before Adele's 25, reminded everyone yet again that an album is still going to be successful. Taylor did it. Yeah. With 1989. Yeah. Yes, she did not sell 8 million copies. But she was like no i'm going to stick to my guns i'm going to make a pop album and i'm going to do it the way i want and we're going to sell it as an album and it's not a, you know i'm going to i'm going to take a stand about streaming and i'm going to and then i'm also going to have like a boatload of hit singles Yeah. and i'm going to go on this massive tour and yeah, it would make sense if she won the counterpoint is that Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a
0: Butterfly crosses so many genres and like it's really jazzy.
1: Like it's, I can It's hard to see, categorize that. Yes, yes, it is a hip hop album. And I however, just,
0: I feel like I feel like the voters who are you know music people like their musical geniuses are going to really appreciate an album like this and appreciate how crazy and diverse and complicated it is and complex
1: this is the category that arcade fire did win a few years Uh, ago
0: what was it steely dan that beat kanye west for album of the year graduation year yeah like
1: that's things crazy things happen yeah so just i mean just because you expect that 1989 Mm will win it doesn't mean it's going to win. I just don't think To Pimp Butterfly. I mean, he's the most nominated
0: guy of the night, so I don't think that would be an upset or anything. No. I feel like that's why I kind of feel like To Pimp Butterfly or 1989,
1: anything else is an upset. Uh, moving on to Song of the Year. The nominees are All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Actually, the, I'm not going to read all the songwriters for this because it's a songwriters award. I'll just tell you what the titles are. You don't want to
0: call him Kendrick Duckworth?
1: Kendrick Duckworth. <laughs> and then a lot of other people, I'm going to screw up their names, and that's why I'm not going to do right. that. So All Right, uh, which is performed by Kendrick Lamar, Blank Space, performed by Taylor Swift, Girl Crush, performed by Little Big Town, See You Again, performed by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth, and Thinking Out Loud, performed by Ed Sheeran. Now, uh, the people that perform these songs are not necessarily the songwriters. For example, Little Big Town's Girl Crush was not written by anyone in the group. Um, But you have to judge these songs on their actual songwriting, you know, Skills.
0: I feel like I'm very confident in my selection on this one. Well, I think
1: thinking out loud is gonna win. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a way to give Ed Sheeran a lot of love uh, as a songwriter. Yes. And also a big category because I don't think I don't think he's won any of the big four categories yet. He, he he
0: didn't get best new Artist then? I, I I don't feel us so. Yeah. Okay. We won't say that definitively. You're but not going to say it definitively.
1: So. We don't have a laptop in front of us. I apologize.
0: I just feel like I feel like the Grammys love him. I feel like that's yes. a great song. It was a hit song, and I feel like if you really break this down to it just being a songwriting category, like that's like lyrically and musically just a really solid song. Yeah. So well,
1: there you go. I'll, 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 go, I'll go with you on that. <laughs> Did I sell you on it? Sure. Um, and then finally, um, and this is just, mind you, these are just four categories out of the dozens and dozens and yes. dozens of categories that the Grammys have. If you watch the Grammy Awards, which I assume that you will, they're only going to probably present about 10-ish categories actually on the air during the three-hour broadcast. Yeah. The other 70 categories or so are all presented in a pre-telecast before the show, which is why we both get there at the carpet at noon. At the crack of noon. At the crack of noon. (laughs) Because there's a whole bunch of awards they give out before they actually start their CBS broadcast. So these are considered the quote-unquote big four categories um, because they're traditionally um, the four biggest awards of the night. And the fourth one is Best New Artist. Uh, The nominees are Courtney Barnett, James Bay, Sam Hunt, Tori Kelly, and Megan Trainor. This is an interesting category. Do you want me to tell you my pick? You're gonna pick Megan Trainer.
0: I'm not You're actually. Not. You're gonna
1: pick Courtney Barnett.
0: No. You're
1: gonna pick James Bay. Oh my god, I'm picking Tori Kelly. Really? Yes. That would have that would have been. I I love Tori Kelly, but I just I I I thought because this is her. I believe it's her only nomination this year.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I, I kind was, of yeah. felt like
1: there wasn't a consensus support on her in multiple categories, whereas someone like. Um, Sam Hunt actually has nominations in other categories. Megan, I don't think, has any other nominations. But last year but she, she did. Yeah, this. It, yeah. It, it was a trick. She really should have been nominated last year, but she wasn't when All About she That She didn't base. have her
0: full album out yet. Yeah, so
1: it's kind of like a delayed delayed gratification nomination.
0: See, I think that will actually work against her.
1: Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think
0: people, voters, or voters, will think that she's not new.
1: It's like, oh, mm, no. Yeah,
0: I honestly think that that's going to work against her. But I see what you're saying, like... Uh, Sam Hunt could really have the country support back yes. in, but I, I'm, I'm going Tori Kelly.
1: <laughs> I just think it's going to happen. I think there's going to be um, a surprise in this category. Um, this It could be that year where Esperanza Spalding won over Justin Bieber. So who
0: is the surprise in
1: uh, your mind? I think it's either James Bay or Courtney Barnett. Interesting. Just to go out on a limb.
0: I, I mean, I think that, you know... I think that musicians would appreciate James
1: Bay and Courtney Barnett a lot, so I think you uh, are on something. All five of them are fabulous. Yes, and we would be happy with any of any of these people winning. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know what time it is now? What time is it? It's time for our guest interview with Josh Groban. Yes, Grammy nominee. Woohoo! So, I mean, I before I stay my spiel, <laughs> I Katie and I both talked to him in person. We went to him. I have to say it was probably one of the most fun interviews we've done for the podcast.
0: He's just a great dude. Just like super laid
1: back, super smart. Super funny. Yes. Super. We, I mean, were, Keith and I really love Josh Groban. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I knew that he was going to be like fun, but it was, it was a hoot. Yes. Um, it's fitting that we spoke to Josh backstage at his Stages Live concert movie event last week. As his new live album, Stages Live, was released on February 5th. And we actually spoke to him backstage at a uh, theatrical movie event, like a Fathom Live thing that they did where they screened his new Stages Live uh, concert, which you can buy on CD-DVD and CD-Blu-ray. And then before and afterwards, he did, a, he did a Q&A with an audience, like live, through the technology of the movie theater. And then between those Q&As, we talked to him backstage. Yes. Um so he answered a lot of questions that night. Yeah, he did. He was he was in he was in a lot of he was in question and answer mode. Um, we talked to him about his Grammy nomination, uh, where he's nominated for uh, best traditional pop vocal album for Stages, um, and we joked around a bit about what he thinks his chances are of taking home a trophy for the very first time. This is his third nomination, and he's somehow yet to win a Grammy.
0: Doesn't he just seem like he'd be a Grammy
1: winner? I I assume so, but strangely <laughs> he is yet to win. Uh, we also fell down the rabbit hole a bit and had a lengthy chat about karaoke. Um, it's it's actually quite entertaining. Uh, you know, we we asked him about who he would want to go karaokeing with in the uh, rap album category. Yes. So of the rap album nominees, who would you want to go karaokeing with? You'll hear all about that. Plus, his uh, he talked about his upcoming tour with Sarah McLachlan and how he'll be hitting the Broadway stage later this year. So here is our interview with Josh Groban. Come with me, and you'll be
2: in a world of pure imagination.
1: Hello, Josh Groban. Uh, Hello, Keith. Nice to see you. (laughs) Welcome to a very special Grammy preview edition of the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. It is so nice to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Truth be told, we're actually uh, backstage, so to speak, (laughs) at your Stages Live uh q a slash yeah. movie event screening yeah um it's a fun
2: uh, fun night we teamed up with uh, this company fathom they they are a wonderful company that that puts great music on big screens and movie theaters across the country it gives you a chance to kind of see your labor of love and you know in a in a high def big screen with 5.1 sound and uh and so we're doing a live q a tonight to yeah. kind of beam across to, to people so if we hear large explosions uh, yeah, in the background, is uh, it's because there's a Michael Bay movie going if on. If you right.
1: hear if you hear rumblings, it's actually just Josh's voice booming that's, that's through the wall. <laughs> my indigestion. Next to you, are yeah. <laughs> a little hungry. That's right, I am. Yes, can't wait. There's, there's a fabulous platter of uh, vegetables over there, just mm, waiting. To a little crudité. Your little crudité. Mm. Um, and this is also in support of the new live. Uh, CD slash DVD, yeah. CD slash Blu-ray, which is out on February fifth. Yes, for uh, all you
2: PS4 owners out there, yes. uh, <laughs> St- uh, yes. stages live.
1: Yeah, um, and there's I think some I want to say there's like a bonus track or something, something exclusive to the album. I could be wrong. There might be some material that people haven't seen there's, in the CBS broadcast. Uh, yes, that there's see.
2: there's at least one song that w- didn't make it onto the under the under uh, the broadcast. Um, there's a lot of great behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, whenever you put together something like this, it's you know it's 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 a great it's a, it's a great thrill when you get when you can visualize the process from from the studio i've i've grown up with these songs these are songs that are meant i think to be live on stage they're meant to have an audience reaction and um and we we had just a blast filming this at the it's this historic los angeles theater downtown mm-hmm. um we have so many great theaters here in los angeles so many that i think people don't even really realize we have yeah. there's so many new ones that are built but you know you go down into um into some of the you know some of the um, the streets in downtown LA, and and you walk through a front door, an unassuming you know marquee, and then you walk in and you see this nineteen you know twenties thirties Art Deco masterpiece that we have in this in this city built by Charlie Chaplin. Um, there's a picture of Charlie Chaplin on the wall. He took Einstein as his date to the opening night of that theater. As you do. As you do. As yeah. one does. Yeah, yeah. sure. So. Um, you know, so it's just some great history there, and just to kind of to play hometown, which was this was the city I saw all these great shows in before I moved to New York.
1: Um, I was, as an aside, I saw Annie Lennox's um, show. She did a year ago, kind of the same thing, where she recorded it in downtown, not at the oh, same theater. okay. It was a different theater. Was it the
2: Orpheum, or was it?
1: It might have been the Orpheum. Okay. And it's the same thing that happens when you walk in. I mean, it's, yes, it's a great facade outside. Right, yeah, nice marquee. And then you walk in, you're like, Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. I've I need to get out more often. Right,
2: right. Well, it's it's true, and and, and now that that area of downtown LA is obviously so different now than it yeah. was then, um, that uh, you know you, you walk into a place like that and you just you wish there were more shows there because right. it's just it's just so beautiful.
1: Well, now we have you uh, showing theater to the masses, and maybe <laughs> that can uh, make something happen. Maybe we can make something happen there. We 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 got to know the people there real well. Um, Katie. Yes. Full disclosure, because we're very casual on this podcast, Katie and I are sharing a microphone. Yes. So I'm going to pass it over to Katie, who's on the other side of the room. Not really. She's two feet away from me. Yeah. It's like the talking stone at camp. You you can still hear me. I'm only a foot
0: away. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the official pass. I I appreciate it. Yes. I get to hold on (laughs) to one microphone. (laughs) I
2: feel honored thank you and
0: <laughs> the live production that you're talking about is all around your album stages which is nominated for best traditional pop vocal album at the grammys yeah, so congratulations thank for you. that. thank you it yeah. is my third grammy
2: nomination it's nice to have a it's nice to have a, a, an album that fits in a category um whenever i've done an album of of basically just like the older songs that everybody knows it fits into the the uh criteria for what traditional pop vocal yeah. is um, which in, in I think in the Grammy rules is like is Great American Songbook kind of songs. And so um, to have an album that fits in that um, is great. Normally I make albums that, that are, you know, at least half original music. And because they kind of fall in between a, symph- oh. a more symphonic and pop world, um, you know, pop vocal is going to be for the top 40 pop singers and the opera and classical nominations are always for the, the Met and things like that. So right. they're really, especially since they've taken away so many categories, it's... Yeah. Uh, I, when I get a nomination, I um I, I shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say a category that you have been previously nominated does not exist. Anymore. It does not exist. Sure. Male
2: male pop vocal. Yeah, yeah, and it's just pop vocal now for just it's male and female.
0: Well, and are you going to the show?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. yeah
0: I'm gonna and go. And have you picked out an outfit? Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I I I have not yet. No, I'm, I'm just wondering whether I should. was Do priority. like the
0: casual? Do the casual
2: thing? Uh, jean shorts, I think is uh, shorts. Shorts. Yeah, George. yeah, yeah, George. Shorts. Uh, leggings, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> a meat hat. A meat hat, yes. sure. Yeah,
0: that would fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're nominated alongside some pretty amazing performers yeah, too, um, including Tony Bennett and Barry yeah. Manilow. Yeah. And we uh, we actually just had an interview with Barry. Oh, cool. Where he said <laughs> that. He's not betting on himself to win because uh, he always loses to Tony <laughs> Bennett, specifically.
2: <You> know, <laughs> so are you kind of feeling like I, you're in the same I would category? Assu- I would assume that we're all in the same <laughs> category. I think for somebody of, of Barry Manilow's legend at this point, for him, for even him to say that uh, really just goes to show just what a favorite Tony is always whenever he does something. It's such a masterpiece. Right. And, um, and uh, you know, of course... Uh, you know, the last time I was at the Grammys, I lost to Natalie Cole, and that was I was I and I came up to her afterwards. and I just said, "I just want you to know what an honor it was to lose to you." Oh, and wow. um, you know, anytime you're you're in a category with such greats that you that you admire, truly the the nomination is the win itself for me. I'm just I'm so happy to be to be in that list and um, and look forward to giving Tony a big hug. <laughs> 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 but it, it, it would be a thrill to win, I would imagine. Of, oh, of course, it'd be wonderful. It'd be wonderful. But I'm but I'm in, I'm in Barry's camp, which is that you know when, whenever you you know whenever you're in a in a in a category that he has, I think, historically won every single time he's um, been in it.
1: He's been nominated 14 times and he's won 12 out of those okay, 14. Okay, so I, times. okay, all right, okay, all right. Close. It's, it's like uh, it's Dumb and Dumber.
2: So you're saying there's a chance?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so happy the voices came out. John. Yeah, yeah. Me <laughs> knew <laughs> I was hoping for him. Thank you. Bring him home. Bring him home. Um. You know, uh, I've read that you're a big karaoke fan. So to yes. keep So to keep this in as a listener, not as,
2: as a not as a singer, I um lies. I, just, I go in. I, I say how much how much for room B? <laughs> Who's in there right now? Can I go in? <laughs>
1: you know, when I do when I do karaoke, I I can't do it in front of a crowd. No? I have to get like a small private. room. No, I have room. to get the private room. I don't. No, well, all, you do. Hell because hell breaks loose. You're Josh Groban. Give me that microphone. Yeah. Um, uh, And I I saw the Grammy uh, uh, chat that you did the other day where you talked about how your go-to is November Rain. That's right, yes. Um, I think one of my go-tos is uh, uh, White Snake's uh, Here I Go Again. Oh, Here I Go Again on my own. Yeah, Yeah, sure. That's a great one. Don't sound like David Coverdale at all.
2: It's rangy, that song. (laughs) That song's rangy. You've got such kind of a booming... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you have to... Usually, she's my Tawny
1: Catane. Yeah, right. Or do
2: you just take it down an octave?
1: I, yeah, I, yeah. Here I go again on, on my, my own. <laughs> Going down the snow. Yeah, yes. yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. You got to know. <laughs> there yeah. you go. It's in karaoke when you realize at the end of the song, when you realize. Boy, they repeat the chorus a whole lot, don't they? When you've said here I go again for the fourth time. It's
2: true. And and the thing that makes you realize that I think is uh is that the visuals behind the lyrics are <laughs> yeah. so odd right. that you just you wind up getting very inside yourself about like you you'll be singing here I go again on my own, it'll be like a trolley in from San Francisco right. like battling Brook. Yep, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden a giraffe drinking out of a pond. Of like it's it's just it's just the oddest things behind you and you just kind of like, "Huh?" Yeah, this mm. this chorus is uh, it goes on forever. Yeah, and then the, then you're done with the song and you're expecting you know for me usually when I finish a song I'm used to applause but then you turn around and everybody nobody ever cares about karaoke unless they're the one up there. Yeah. Right. So so what happens is when you're singing everybody else is flipping through the book. Uh-huh. What's my next song gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is why no matter who's singing I like to pick up the tambourine and I like to I like to help out. I support. I yeah. support. I like to support. True. Harmonies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Home- um, uh, you had also said, I think, that you perhaps like to do a rap song. Maybe. You you do enjoy the
2: hip hop. Uh, every now and then. Yeah, as long as the words are on there. I never remember any of the lyrics. I'm not so, asking yeah. you to sing anything. Oh, Don't thank worry. God.
1: Oh, God. I, I, the, the look oh, on your face was like oh, sheer God. terror. <laughs> You're like, are you going to ask me to do Nicki Minaj? <laughs> yeah. No. But we thought it'd be fun to ask you mm. if you had to go to do karaoke mm-hmm. with one of the best rap album nominees this year. Oh. Who would it be? And I'll tell you who the nominees are. Oh, okay. They are Jake Hole. Okay dr dre yeah drake mm. kendrick lamar or Nicki minaj who oh, would you man. want to karaoke with out of those five? Oh folks? man well
2: i love i just I, I love the uh the um i'm just gonna deep here the multi-dimensional uh cross-pollination of genres that kendrick kendrick really uh, uh tackled on this record so yeah. just uh what a delight that would be to uh, to sing uh, to rap to uh, any of those uh background tracks Um, and you wouldn't
1: necessarily have to do his songs it would just be hanging out with him and like doing karaoke like you know
2: oh my gosh so it's just like so i could just hang with kendrick and and sing and sing uh queen yeah wow yeah that'd be fun yeah yeah um drake would be fun too because he also sings so we could we could we could you know we could kind of we could do that i too she sings and oh yes that's right yes right many of them do too um that's a that's a great uh list of people in that category this year it's it's
1: it's it's pretty Jake Cole's pretty amazing too I hear those Grammy folks they pick some pretty cool nominees every now and then
2: yeah Yeah. every so often they have their moments
1: you raise me up
2: to walk on stormy seas
0: and a couple of weeks after the Grammys you're going to be heading back out on tour yes and it's a long one you're going to be on tour till August forever yes Uh, (laughs) so um, how will the show compare to what audiences might have seen last year
2: um, well, we're gonna be we're going to be going to a lot of uh, countries we didn't get to hit mm-hmm. on the last trek. So we're gonna be visiting a lot of um, a lot of countries in Europe. We're gonna be going to Australia, New Zealand. We're gonna be going to South Africa, um, and so um, for the countries that haven't seen the stages show yet um i feel like we owe it to them especially with all that they've seen from the the tv special and all that um not to change it up too much we want to bring this show to them because i think they're waiting for it and we want to do that but um but then we're gonna the dancers (laughs) (laughs) yes with but with added dancers uh (laughs) yes um it's just gonna be me with a bunch of fake legs and uh yeah um but but over the summer we're going to do a, a different kind of show, and I'm going to go out on the road with Sarah McLaughlin. She's going to come join us as a special guest, and um, and we're going to it's going to be some of the songs from stages, but it's going to be some of the other stuff from my previous albums, and um, and uh, hopefully I can convince Sarah to, to sing a song or two with me.
1: How, how I was going to say, how did the the Sarah hookup happen? Are you guys friends? Have you well, been yeah, friends for a while?
2: we've been friends, and 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 she has been you know so
1: kind to me throughout my career. I've
2: been a fan of hers, I've um, gone to see her in concert many times. Um, she was nice enough when when Live 8 was happening in 2005 uh, in Philadelphia. She invited me to to sing Angel with her on stage mm. for I think there was a million people out there that just, that day. Know, no was, Yeah, I stopped counting after the first 560,000. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was it really a, one of my favorite on stage memories was doing that with her. And um, you know it was it was pretty much a bucket list thing of like okay well um, if you could ask anybody to come and join you on this on this tour you know what do you think? And I just said to myself well gosh if Sarah might want to do it. We'd have a lot of fun and it'd be great and um, our audiences, our fan bases both would have a great time and would give us a chance to blend our voices again and so um, just so delighted she said she said yes to it and um, we're going to have a good good summer.
1: Um, I think the tour ends at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles. Which I think that's where your first tour in 2004 ended it did. as
2: well. Yes, that's right. So the Greek uh, it clearly, is something kind of special to you. Well, it is. I grew up in Los Angeles. This is a hometown for me, and I grew up seeing shows at the Greek, and um, and we chose it as the location for uh, my second um, DVD, uh, my second TV special was live at, called Live at the Greek, and uh, and it's just it's one of my favorite places to see music. Um, and on stage, it's acoustically great. The Hollywood Bowl is great too. I love seeing music at the Hollywood Bowl. Being on stage, it's a little bit of an echo chamber. You get you don't get a lot of uh, sound back fr- mm-hmm. from, the, from the stage of the bowl hmm. um, as as thrilling as that venue is to play um, I find that the Greek is a little more intimate and it's a little bit you get a little bit more back when you're on the stage as well so huh. we're doing a couple
1: nights at the Greek interesting um, and then uh, after all this because the, the tour ends in August mm-hmm. a month later you're going to be on Broadway yes um, which yeah. is just
2: enough time for a massage and then right, <laughs> right into rehearsals um, yes. Natasha
1: Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 will That's start right. in September it will um, how in the world are you going to have time for rehearsals for the show? I'm rehearsing now.
2: Okay. I'm in rehearsals wow. now. Uh, I've, I, in my time off, I'm um, meeting with the director, and I'm co- in constant contact with the MD, um, the doctor, not the music director. I was going to say MD uh, yeah, yeah, music director. <laughs> Need those oxygen hits. Um, I, and, and just been learning, just diving into the score. I've been having to really rehearse um, the accordion quite a bit because my character Pierre plays accordion. Throughout a lot of the show,
1: how many instruments do you play? Because you play a lot, don't you? Uh,
2: In the in the show, or in general, you in general. Oh, in general, uh, basically keyed instruments. uh, You know, piano, accordion, guitar, uh, guitar, (laughs) (laughs) um, and uh, I play the drums too. I love to play the drums, Um, and I have. uh, There was a time where I really was trying to learn how to play the bagpipe, but um, I think I annoyed. I annoyed enough people anyone that a, lives a, near you near me yeah. uh it's it, it, it's kind of like the violin where it's like when you're a master it's just gorgeous but when there's that that awkward learning period you just anybody within a 500 foot radius uh
1: hates you um so uh, you know i i want to say before we go uh, before we actually started recording the podcast josh said that he actually had listened to an episode of the pop shop <laughs> podcast why does previously. that why
2: does that surprise you you're billboard
1: man because we wonder
0: even sometimes,
2: oh you know? well,
1: you know. <laughs> so we we, we were uh, thrilled and uh, flabbergasted. Oh my gosh! So, well, do you so, know do you know why I listened? Uh, w- because I can't read. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, oh, I
1: we lear- yeah, yeah, we learn Yeah, yeah, yeah. News, yeah. Scoop. yeah. <laughs> That's a headline tonight on Billboard.com. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you so much, sir. This has been lovely. It's pleasure has been mine. Thank, thank, you thank you for coming back here. With thank you very much. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> we'll see you there. Alrighty. Thanks. <laughs> thank you
2: i did for love what i did for
1: love. thanks again to the fabulous josh groban pop shop listener
0: josh groban
1: yes <laughs> my god that was just flabbergasting <laughs> he'd actually heard the show before it's uh, really great i just i've <laughs> Even though this thing has been going on for more than two years, it was still still surprised
0: that somebody's still listening. Still surprised. <laughs> we that appreciate you
1: being out there and listening, including Josh Groban. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> thank thank you for the thank you for the listener love. <laughs> um, well, you know it's time now for the chart stat of the week. <laughs> um, this is a fun one. It it almost writes itself. In fact, it will write itself. Um, This week in 1985, Madonna's Like a Virgin hit number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Uh, The album actually hit number one on February 9th, 1985, and spent three weeks at number one on the Billboard 200. It was her first of so far eight number one albums on the Billboard 200 chart. Its title track actually hit number one on the Hot 100 in December, before that. Um, But, you know, the album then followed suit and hit number one as, like, Madonna Mania was kicking into high gear in 1985 with songs like Material Girl and, you know, Dress You Up and, you know. The classics. The classics. Every every album of hers is full of Madonna classics. It's true. Um, I always think it's fun to talk about how later on in Madonna's career she had a series of number two albums. Oh, man. This is I, it's, it's, two is just the loneliest number sometimes. <laughs> um, so she's had yes eight number one albums, but she's also had one, two, three, four, five, six number two that's albums. That's crazy, isn't it crazy? Yes. So she's hit number two,
0: and I mean that's just as elite. Obviously, number two albums are insane well, too. Almost, but,
1: wow. But you're not number one. Yeah. <laughs> Except for those number one Except except for that thing in front of you where you're not number one. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she's hit number one eight times, including with uh, Like a Virgin, which is uh, the reason behind our chart set of the week. But um, this is my opportunity to say what albums hit number two. Uh, Well, I know the most recent
0: one did. Rebel Heart. Rebel Heart. (laughs) Indeed. It was after the Empire um, soundtrack.
1: I'll just tell you what they are instead of having you guess. Tell. Before that, we had Ray of Light. At number two, it was uh, stuck behind the Titanic soundtrack. Oh, wow. Well. You know, you're going to be stuck by any behind anything. How about the, uh, the Titanic soundtrack? Uh, the Evita soundtrack. It was behind No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. Oh, wow. I believe. Um, Erotica, number two. And I think it was behind a Garth Brooks album. Oh, wow. Time. Okay. And this is where it starts to get fuzzy. I don't <laughs> remember because I don't have it in front of me. This All this was just from memory. Okay. Because it's yeah, Madonna. This does not surprise yeah. me. Uh, the Immaculate <laughs> Collection peaked at number two. I think it was behind, like either I think Vanilla Ice, I think okay, uh, to the extreme, and then before that, I'm Breathless, uh, music from Dick, Dick Tracy. Tracy. Okay, and I think that was behind MC Hammer. So two of them Hammer were soundtracks. It. Okay, yeah, and then the Immaculate Collection, which I it's think is the greatest hits the greatest album. Greatest hits album, but you know, Ray of Light was so big, I mean, yeah, it had such a huge sales, but Titanic, Titanic, that's the problem. But Titanic, yes. Um, so there you go. The chart side of the week this week was about Madonna hitting number one on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart for the very first time, for the very first time, (laughs) with Like a Virgin back in 1985. Woo! Man, this was a long show. Loaded
0: up episode. We did not intend on making it this long, but... It's a big pop culture week, to say the very least. It's a big
1: week. The Super Bowl, Zayn, Rihanna... Grammys, so much. Beyonce, Beyonce does. Yep. <laughs> there's been a lot of stuff. Yes. Woo! Well, um, goodness gracious. What should we, uh, considering all the things we just talked about, what should oh we Oh my go God, out there's on? a million things we could go out on. Um, uh, I,
0: how about formation, though?
1: Yeah, th- I think that would be appropriate. I think so, too. All right, this is uh, Beyonce's formation, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Okay. okay.